everything. As an assistant, it was like everybody else was in their twenties too. So you were part of this like gang. But then it started to be like, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not going to be. You outgrow it after a while. That's natural. Yes. Yes. So when people always tell me like, oh, can I not, or do I have to go to college for it? Not really. You just have to start. And I feel like sometimes I started late and thank thank God for the trajectory of my uh, career. But yeah, it's never really too late. And I, I really stand behind that because I always thought I was missing out. Like, oh, these other people have worked in other markets and these other didn't matter. All in the same place now. Welcome to the Build with Braybeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Braybeck. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. It's your girl, Amanda. Um, I feel like these weeks are flying the F by. Like I feel like I was just sitting down to record last week's episode and here we are again so quickly. Um, I hope you guys are having a lovely, wonderful week. I hope that if you're here in the U.S., um, that you enjoyed your long weekend. I'm very jealous of the companies that give their employees an entire week off. Go off. That's what everyone should be doing. We're such laborers. Um, but I hope you enjoyed last week's solo, solo dolo episode. Um, really appreciate all the messages that I received and texts and everything um, of just like thanking me for being so open because it definitely is not something that comes super easy. And I definitely was a little embarrassed, like crying on the podcast. But I think that like, you know, I need to if I'm going to have this platform, give 100%. And that's the highs and the lows. Um, And you know what, I'm happy to do that. Um, And I think that obviously, I don't live in Texas, but the um, abortion laws do affect me. I'm a woman. I'm someone that I think wants to have kids one day. Um, And so if I have a daughter, like those are all things that I think about. And just in general, even if I don't want to have kids, like as a woman, you should care. As a man, you should care. Um, And then like, just there's so much going on in the world. And so whether or not you feel like it affects you, it's okay if it does affect you. Like, no, I don't live in Afghanistan, but I'm an empathetic person and can feel the heaviness of what they're going through over there. And I can't even imagine what the women must feel like. And, um, yeah. So if you're feeling some type of way, we're dealing with a lot. Climate crisis. (laughs) Very polarizing uh, political landscape. 
natural disasters, left and right. Um, so give yourself some grace, okay? Um, all right, highs and lows. Let's get into it. Um, my high, I started that manifestation um, and like mindset coaching program last week or this week I started it. Um, and it's been a really – and a really – oh, my God, can I speak? A really amazing um, shift for me mentally. I'm feeling like I'm kind of pulling myself out of that bunk that I've been in for a couple of weeks and just getting way more clear on where I want to go, how I'm going to get there, Um yeah. So one thing, one takeaway that I will impart to you all, um, just like a quick little practice, is to sit alone, um, maybe with some like high vibrational positive music or just silent, um, and open up your journal, maybe set a timer for like five minutes and just write down everything you envision for yourself in your life. It could be next week. It could be a year from now. It could be 20 years from now. It could be all of it. Um, And trying to not let any limiting beliefs creep in. It's okay if they come in. Just kind of push them to the side and write that thing down anyways. Um, And I sort of did this, and it was just a really, I don't know, almost eye-opening experience of like, hey, I let my ego and like my practicality really hold me back from different possibilities in my life. Um, And some things might feel super far out of reach, but it is a good way of pinpointing that and also pinpointing where you want to go and getting really clear on your goals and maybe things that you want to work on right now. Um, yeah, give it a try. Five minutes. What do you have to lose, you know? Um, my low, on my other high, we were down the Cape for Labor Day weekend, a nice long weekend, always nice. I was off my phone a lot, just spending time with Mark and his family. Um, yeah, love me some some chill time, some good food, good company, all good stuff. And I'm just going to give out highs on highs on highs, but let's keep the positivity going. Um, I signed up. Like I found my very first therapist. I think I talked about this last week. And I have my first session next week. I'm terrified, but like super excited. And I feel like I've been doing a lot of like inner work. I totally talked about all of this last week, but I don't care. Um, and I see how some of that work has impacted my life and my relationships already in such a positive way. Um, and it feels good to like see that growth. And that growth, it doesn't mean that it's always comfortable. It's normally super uncomfortable. But I think that's when you know that you're in a place that's – right for you. That's good because it's molding you into the next best thing. Um, Yeah. Lows. Ooh. Lows. 
Um, so while you're listening to this, if you're listening on Thursday, I will be spread eagle on the OBGYN table, if you will, legs, feet and stirrups, metal duck lips inside. Hello, Poe. You probably just heard that. Um, I'm not literally there right now. I'm not recording a podcast from the doctor's office. Um, but I told you I was doing it and I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm getting the IUD taken out. Um, I have bought like seven different books all about, um, hormone health and getting off birth control. And I've read about one chapter of one of them. So going in a little blind, I've listened to a few podcasts because that seems to be a little more doable. And I am recording with someone, um, like a hormone expert, later today. So I'm selfishly going to ask her a lot of those questions, but, uh, send me some good vibes. I've heard it's hurts way less coming out than it does going in. So that's promising. Um, and I'm hoping that like it all goes smoothly. And I also hope that my doctor is like supportive of my decision. I didn't really ask permission. I just told them when I was making the appointment, this is what I'm doing. And I just, I hope that I don't get pushed to stay on birth control because I just don't want to be on it. Um, yeah, more, so much more to come on that front. I am going to continue with my research and kind of, I guess, just learn as I go since I did not prepare in the way that I wanted to. There's only so many hours in the day. Um, but if you have any tips or any of your own experience, please send my way and I'll share with the class. Um, I also just want to leave you guys with one little mindset trick that I learned this week that helped me during my Monday scary since we had Monday off. Um, and I didn't want to do any of my chores and fold my laundry and all the things. And I saw this thing and it was changing your mindset. So you're framing it that your future self deserves X, Y, Z. So for me, that was at the start of the new work week, my future self deserves to wake up feeling organized, feeling accomplished already, feeling like I'm set up for success. So I'm not going to waste my morning scrambling and trying to get my stuff together. It's already set up. I can tackle the week with ease. Um, and it really did shift my mind. Does that mean it's going to make it easy all the time to not leave my clothes in the dryer for days on end? No, but it is a great way to boost your motivation when you lose it. And that's something that sometimes we all need when it comes to working out, this or that, whatever. That being said, um, this episode is a little bit longer as it is. It's a wonderful conversation. Nat is a gem of a human being. I think that we can all be inspired by her bravery um, you know, breaking into a career a little bit, not later in life, but for uh, a really competitive field like she's in, it feels later sometimes. Um, and I think we can all take some lessons away from her stories and all of her insights. So I hope that you enjoy. I hope that you feel inspired. Um, have a lovely week and I will see you back here next time. 
I am so glad that former Build with Brayback guest Christina Gallardo led me to today's guest. This SoCal girl turned Boston media leader is on is an on-air anchor for NECN and NBCLX with her own segments such as the Weekly Beauty Beat, which we have already heard about on this podcast. <laughs> she earned her bachelor's degree in television production from Loyola Marymount University in LA and later graduated with her master's in broadcast journalism from the University of Miami in Coral Gables, Florida. Her news career has brought her to Los Angeles, Cincinnati, Miami, and now Boston and she has traveled to over 30 cities and eight countries. She's covered red carpet premieres, the Super Bowl, the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, the <laughs> Academy Awards, and so much more. When she's not busy catapulting her career, she also has a passion for traveling and fitness. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie Lizaraga. Hi, what an intro. Look how well <laughs> you. You'd be good at my job. <laughs> you know, I'm trying. I did my research. Uh, that was all the all the details <laughs> we're two seconds into the interview and my dog's already like throwing <laughs> things around all he's excited about the intro yeah right he's like mom <laughs> you crushed it nailed it <laughs> um well again thank you for coming on i'm excited to chat same i'm how's, ready for this how's everything going um, everything is going great. I just had a birthday, which is if you're, uh, anybody out there as a female in your thirties, those get scarier by the year. <laughs> so it wasn't that frightening. Um, my boyfriend took me on a great vacation, actually back home to California, oh, which, nice. you know, it's been hard. You don't see your family for like a year and, yeah. and now things are slowly opening up. So it was nice to like go back to my home and my family and friends and be in Cali. Of course, the weather was amazing. So oh, yeah. I feel I feel nice and refreshed. Good. Those are the best kind of vacations. Totally. Where you actually come back feeling refreshed. Yeah. A little sad. I yeah, do have like, you yeah. know, that post-vacation depression where you're like, what just happened? And what is this? And you're like at work. Right. You're like, you're like an question alarm. what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With your life. You're like, I don't need to be doing this. I can sell seashells in Costa Rica. Like literally just think of any any other option. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll bartend at like a beach bar in the sand. Always inevitable that that happens <laughs> after vacation. Oh yeah. Every time. Um, well, speaking of what are we doing? Um, I want to talk about your career because I think that at least like growing up for me, which I'm sure you can relate to, I feel like everyone wanted to be like the next Juliana Rancic and, you mm. know, all those iconic mm. anchors. And um, I even started to go to school for like journalism and they didn't have a broadcast journalism at, uh, program at my school, but quickly realized on air things were not for me, but <laughs> such a competitive industry. So I'm sure so many people would love to hear your story and how you've gotten where you are. Well, I will say that just like you, like I didn't, I mean, for me, it was, I'm from a huge football family. So there was a, a few professional football players in our family throughout the course of my childhood. And I just wanted to be a sideline reporter. I was like, she has oh, the best so cool. job. Like I can just like talk to these athletes about the game. And, you know, we would as families watch so much football that I was like, that's the only and it was few and far between of like females, but yeah, I was like, that, sure. what a, what a cool job. You know, I wasn't like 10 watching CNN, didn't know like yeah. other anchors. <laughs> and so that, that's kind of where like, I was like, wow, what a cool job. I just didn't know how to get there. Right. And no mm -hmm. one gives you a roadmap 
Um, so I, I mean, I went to college just like any other kid in college, didn't really know. We didn't have that either. So I went and got a TV production degree, whatever that is. That is very LA, just so you know, yeah, that it's like a sure. whole, <laughs> it's a whole thing. I like took my boyfriend to my college when we went and he was like, is that a TV studio? And I was like, yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> we have full TV studios on campus. So that I, th- yeah, so it was a very LA thing and like born and raised there. So to me, it, it made sense. And then I knew I wanted to do on air, but that wasn't part of my curriculum as a, it was all behind the scenes stuff, directing, producing, all that stuff. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I should probably waste $50,000 of my parents' money and go get a master's. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went to Miami against their wishes and Mm -hmm. bank accounts. And I, I did like all my parents were so like, you cannot leave and go do this because I had a scholarship to like a a crazy local Cal state. And they're like, that's what you should be doing. But I was like, no, I want to leave. Like it was my first experience of like, I want to get out of LA. Yeah. So I had to fill out, I remember I had to fill out all of the um, financial stuff myself, mm-hmm. which TBD was, I mean, it was wrong. <laughs> so I like filled You're it like, out. You're like, is like, the IRS going to come for me? Yeah, yeah. I get to Miami, I get my master's and then I'm like, cool, like we should be set, correct? Absolutely not. I get back to LA, I'm in debt. I have a deg- another degree because one wasn't enough and I'm like 22. And I'm like, so not knowing now I know this industry, like I should have just left college, gone to like Albuquerque, New Mexico and like started reporting. Yeah. But just build up your like profile. Yeah, exactly. But here we are. And so I had a friend who was like working at entertainment tonight as an editor. And he's like, Hey, the host needs an assistant. I know you're back in town. And I was like, yes, yes. And yes. Yeah. I need a paycheck. I don't care what it is. I, I need to get out of my parents' house. Right. So I go there and I interview with Kevin Frazier, who's the host still to this day. And he's like, perfect. Start tomorrow. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So he's like, (laughs) he used to do sports. He's an entertainment guy now. And he's like, you, we get along. Listen, I've been going through an assistant a year for the last four years. And Mm -hmm. so long story short, I stayed with Kevin for four and a half years, which a lot of those things you listed, I was an assistant to the talent. Yeah. So I'm at, I'm at the red carpets, I'm doing everything, but I'm hauling in waters, cameras, yes. like getting lunches, making sure his suit is on, right. Making sure the wardrobe and the makeup artists are like, um, he's not melting. Like, yeah. So a lot of those experiences were as helping someone else who now does what I do. And that to me was the most formative and eye opening stuff because oh, I bet. it's, it's one thing to have a mentor but to have someone who's like hey this is how it's done at the top level and I just felt blessed enough to be like eyes on the whole time learning what it's like well so many people have of course a story like college that I went and got my first job like I didn't do that I was 29 and my boss was like I just started getting really late he'll tell you this I started getting really lazy with the job (laughs) the the expense reports weren't really filled out anymore. And so I was just not doing a good job. He's like, you reach a limit. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I want to do what you do, but you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to pull the assistant up to be on entertainment tonight. Last time I checked. So he's like, well, you have to go away now. Mind you at the time I'm like living in Santa Monica, I'm like driving a Mercedes. I have my own little bungalow. All my friends are in LA. Yeah. You're like, uh, and no. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause then I said, well, okay, I'm willing to like move somewhere. Like, you know, San Francisco, <laughs> like something. And he's like, yeah, no, you have to go to like Iowa or like Wisconsin. And I'm like, 
what? No. <laughs> so, so at resistance for a year and he kept telling me and I kept getting worse and worse in my job. And finally I was like, okay, I quit. And he's like, that's not what I said to do. He said, find <laughs> a job, <laughs> but I'm like an all or nothing. I'm like, I need to put all my energy into finding this job. Yeah. So I unemployed for like six months and I said on the month six, I was like at the last 30 days of that month, I'm going to just go back to whatever PR or something else. Mm-hmm. I got a call on the day 29 to go to Stop. Ohio. Yeah. It was New Year's That's Eve too. Um, to go to Ohio and interview. It was Dayton, Ohio. I was getting, I was doing an interview for morning traffic, lied and said I'd done traffic, which any news director should know. Let me see, but they never checked. Cause it's like yeah. market bajillion. You lived in LA, you know and about it, traffic. <laughs> right. So I get the job. I, I I don't even know how, but I get the job and I suck. And it's like, it's three years of three in the morning. I'd have to be there. First hit was like at 4am and I was living in the sticks. Like I was living in the middle of nowhere by myself and was driving to work every morning at three 30 and was getting off at like noon. And I was downright miserable as a human being, but I knew as the years tick by, I was like, okay, you're almost done. You're almost done. Immediately. I finished the next day. I like fly to New York, hang out with some friends, go back home. And then for maybe another three months, I was like, oh God, like, should I have stayed there? Cause I don't have a job. My agent gets me this job in LA at KTLA, which is like the number one station there. And that was it. I was like, this all paid off. This all yeah. worked. I'm thinking, Hey, I got back to LA. I only had to do like three years of prison and like, I'm good all of a sudden in the middle of this job that I love, I get a call from my agent who's like, Boston wants you to do X, Y, Z. They want you to be the lead anchor on this. And I'm like, wait, what? You're like, <laughs> First of um... all, what's the location again? <laughs> and I just remember, I was like out with friends in San Francisco being like, and my, my friend was reading me the text messages because I was like getting a drink at the bar or something. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I go, what? Swipe, like, don't even answer that. What a joke. And then, and Monday rolled around, I fly back and I text him and I'm like, Hey, you didn't tell him no, did you? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. I got a little. Don't make decisions at yeah. the, bar. the bar. Career advice number one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I had to like, I was scrolling back. I remember too, like looking for his text message. Cause I was like, what did I yep. say? I hope I didn't like tell him no. So he's like, no, I didn't. We'll just get on the phone with them. I said, okay, fine. I'm at work. I step away for lunch, take the call. And they just say everything that I want to do with my career, they can facilitate. So I'm a little more inclined to like go on the the visit. I go on the visit and I'm like, it was, of course, they bamboozled me. It was during the summer, like late summer, fall. And I'm like, this place is great. It's so beautiful in New England. Exactly. (laughs) Like, oh my God, you can run outside. Like for one minute. Don't bring her in in January. (laughs) Yes. So I, I remember I was like, well, this seems to fit all the boxes. Like what else do I have going on? Like I might as well. And so I left and I signed a three-year contract here and they're right. It has been pretty much everything that I wanted and more because the, the, basically the responsibilities and the job keeps on growing, which is definitely what you want in a career, right? You don't ever want to be stagnant for a while. At least I don't. I mean, like you said in the intro, I've moved and lived in a lot of places. So that to me, that movement is exciting. So as it's grown, I'm on year two now from that decision. Yeah. That's so amazing. And so, so, sorry, go ahead. One thing, one thing I will say is that like, 
to me, and maybe not in the scheme of life, but it was a late start for this part of my job. You know, so when people are like, oh, can I do it? I'm like, dude, I didn't, I was like almost 30 before I left. I love and that. So I was like, yeah, I was like, so I was not quite 30. I was like 20, 29. And I was like, I just don't think I can do this. And what a cool, amazing job I had in my twenties. Like we traveled, yeah. we did everything as an assistant. It was like, everybody else was in their twenties too. So you were part of this like gang, but then it started to be like, Oh, I can't, you know, I'm not right. going to be. You outgrow it after a while. That's natural. Yes. yes. Totally. So when people always tell me like, Oh, can I not, or do I have to go to college for it? Not really. You just have to start. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes I started late and it, thank, thank God for the trajectory of my uh, career, but yeah, it's never really too late. And I, I really stand behind that because I always thought I was missing out. Like, oh, these other people have worked in other markets and these other, didn't matter. All in yeah. the same place now. Yeah. And that's, it's so true. I feel like especially in the day and age that we live in with social media, it's so easy to get caught up in like looking at what other people yeah. are doing and like, oh, they're so far ahead of me. Like, I'll never get there. When like- That's like a sport. Yeah. Like it is, yeah. it is a competitive sport to, yes. to put your highlight reel up on the internet. Yeah. And like- you can be in your late 20s. You could be in your 30s. All you have to do is really put in the work. Yeah. That's what you it comes be, down to. You definitely, to piggyback that, have to be willing to sacrifice though because I know so many yeah. people who just never wanted to move out of the comfort of LA and were like, it's cool, I'll just do something else. Yeah, and, and that's fine too. Like figure out your priorities. Yeah, and that whole moving thing is scary, especially when it's like you look at how much they're going to pay you and you're like, I'm sorry, but is this a homeless shelter? <laughs> like, I, I, where am I supposed to live? Especially in Boston too. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure you were used to it coming well, from LA, but. It's funny because uh, like your first job pays you $0, $0. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't express how low they pay you. You're for like, your am first I paying job. you for this? Am I paying you to yeah. work? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sin. There should be some sort of regulation on it. But yeah. so then I get back to LA and then I feel like, oh, I'm making money and then I move here and it's actually more expensive to live in Boston than it is to live in LA. Interesting. So the cost of living is is more by I think like two or three percent. It's it's wow. it feels like a lot. So that was jarring because I was like, yeah. you know, LA is expensive. Like LA, New York, San Francisco, Boston never was on my list of that, but it is right pricey. Yeah, because it's not like like fabulous and flashy in the way yeah. that like people perceive LA and like New York. True. And it does have a lot of nice places. So I mean, I get expensive. I love Boston. So don't expensive. get me wrong. Yeah. But it is very expensive. That shocked me. Cause humbling. you're right. You, you know, you've seen the list, right? Those, the Miamis and Chicago's and you're like, okay, that makes sense. And then I was like, Boston, sneaky, expensive, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more like career stuff. So I actually do want to ask you about the beauty beat. So that mm -hmm. was something that came to you during COVID? Did it start? Yeah. So what happened was I, I did my original job and then LX, the channel that NBC started about a year or two ago, they were like, we need content. And so they asked us here to shoot it here, but air it nationally. Mm -hmm. And so my bosses came to me and they're like, Hey, we want you to be the lead anchor on this. And I was like, cool, but we are starting with ground zero. So we needed content to fill at first it was 30 minutes. Now it's an hour. 
but we needed content to originally fill 30 minutes. And so I just was racking my brain. I'm like, some of the things I did in LA were similar to this. Yeah. And I just, I talked to Christina. I'm like, Hey, I mean, I know she wanted to expand her portfolio and I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of friends of friends of friends, helping friends. That's why we are here right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I was like, Hey, do you think you can do this? Like one, it'll give you practice and it'll help us because we need to fill time. And she's, she's taken it on her own. I I have to give her credit because if you don't know TV, this is a whole whimsical world of that doesn't make any sense. And she has figured it out. I remember I went to her house like during COVID and I was like, what is this? And she had like a ring light, a prompter, like a foot pedal. Like she had the whole thing. She had an iPad set up with a prompter on it. And I was like, wow. And if you know Christina, she doesn't do anything half-ass at all. So it was not, it shouldn't have been surprising to me when I saw the setup. But still. So every week, I mean, at, at first it was, you know, you had to to cradle and be like, Hey, what do you want to do? This is how we should do it. Now she brings it to us and she tells us what she wants, what she wants in the full screens, how she's going to present it. And we're like, great. I mean, it's amazing. It takes so much. It it genuinely is amazing. It takes so much off of our, our plate, not having to coach and having something packaged and ready because she is now very good at her job. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Cause I'm imagine, or I would imagine that you're very busy with all the other things. So. Yeah. yeah, she she is a, a very much weight off her shoulders when it comes to, we know that five minutes is filled. Great. On to the yeah. next 55 minutes of television that we have to fill. Right. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you sort of started touching on this um, in, you know, how you kind of started really your anchor career mm-hmm. in your late 20s. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about like imposter syndrome and your experience with it, how you deal I, with it. We had a, a therapist on the other day and I, they had given me the script and I'm like, okay, yeah. got it. Okay. Hey, welcome Dr. Blah, blah, blah. We're talking about imposter syndrome. And I sat there and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm like, try not to show my face. But I was like, I have that. That is right. my life. Yes. Wait, tell me, tell me more doctor. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, you need a wrap. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm going to ask more questions. This is my life. Yeah. Um, You're like, keep rolling. <laughs> I think that's one of my biggest insecurities is because like I said, the, you get here, right. And everyone's on equal playing field, no matter how you got here. But as someone with imposter syndrome, you look at other people and you're like, well, what they went to Harvard and then they worked in New York and now they're anchoring here. And I'm only, I've been to Ohio and LA, like I don't deserve to be here. Like they don't think I'm as good. Those are very common thoughts because that's the narrative that I'm telling myself. They're like, right. Hey, cool. Glad you're here. Nobody else is thinking that yeah. there's, they figure you're here. Cause you did, you somehow deserve just like they feel like they deserve it. Yeah. So it's hard to wrap your head around you're feeling less than because of your own insecurities. And so there are certain things that I think are important. Know what you can do well. And in the same token, know what you suck at. Because if you don't know that, you can't like push your good qualities forward because you need to know, hey, if they throw you on this, you're like, hey, listen, for the sake of this entire show, I'm not good at that. Give it to so-and-so. That's your bag. Because that'll make everybody else look good. So as much as you want to champion your good qualities, you got to know what you're not good at also so that you can get good at it. 
Yeah. If you keep faking the funk that you're like, oh, I could do anything. And then you get up there and you're like, I, I don't know how to do. I don't know. Live TV for me, very hard. My boyfriend, great at it. Can yeah. go to a vending machine and tell you everything that's happening in like vivid detail. And I'm like, uh, I can't, like, I can't make it interesting. That's his strong suit. But being on TV, telling jokes, having four guests and a thing, can't do it. Yeah. So like everyone has their, their strong suits. And I think something I had to learn was like, it's okay not to be good. Yeah. It's perfectly fine because you see the, what everyone else is putting on and you're like, wow, they're so good. Oh my God. And like, they also have shit that they're bad at. Yeah. They're just 100%. not showing you that. So it right. is, they're not leading with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think that's, that was tough for me because I thought just everyone was super good. And I'm like, oh my God, if you get to this level and then you're in the level, you don't even realize. And you're like, oh, does that mean, wait, I also must be super good. But you don't think that everyone else is seeing that, but you're like, mm, yeah. how did I get, how did I get here? And isn't that <laughs> so the truth for like, I feel like so many women, like we all do it. And it's exactly what you said. No one is thinking it except no. for you. Yeah. And they're all thinking about themselves, right? They know. Yes. Everyone is far too self-centered to yeah. think about yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. That is also true. They're not concerned about you at all. <laughs> That's so true. No, I love that though. That's a good perspective. Like knowing your areas of growth, because then one, you're not going to lead with it. Two, you can be a little bit more self-aware and maybe work on those things. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, also I think maybe an opportunity, the, like you said, to lift someone else up, which is amazing. Well, I think that's true too. Like if you're not aware of it, you can't work on it. And it also humbles you. You're not good yeah. at everything. Nobody is unless you're Kobe Bryant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's one of one, but yes. you're not good at everything. So to me, it's exciting to learn something new. It's also scary and challenging, but if you don't do it, you'll always have that crutch, right? Oh, I can never do this. Well, right. Like the more limiting. you lean in. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Totally. Love that. Um, okay. Switching gears just for the mm -hmm. sake of time. Um, so I feel like it was like on a, I don't know, maybe an Instagram post or something. You said something about how you don't like working out, but at the same time you have a love for fitness, Yeah, which yeah. I would love to talk about. And I feel like it, I don't want to like assume things, but if it was myself on air all the time, I'm sure things would come up oh, image wise. Yeah. Um, so I kind of would love to dive into all of that. I guess maybe we can start with that whole the, concept of not liking working out all the time, yeah. but also having a love for fitness. Like where do you find your motivation? And then yeah. we, can, we can dive Listen, into the body image stuff after. I, I have total respect for people who are like, yes, let's do it. Cool. No, I don't want to be there. No. I don't want to do that with my hour. I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to sprint. I don't want to lift heavy weights. I don't want to do any of it. I don't. I don't want to. I, I, I midway, I'm like, oh, this is great. But yeah. the whole time, as much as I, enjoy, I do enjoy working out, I don't like the, the lead up to the workout, yeah. right? Because I'm like, like, this fair. sucks. Yeah, and so it's gonna hurt. once I'm in, yeah, once I'm in there, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But I'm still maybe 30 minutes in me like, is this over yet? Because I like, I would like to go get coffee and a donut. Like I just, mm -hmm. this is stupid. But my whole life I've worked out 
maybe six, seven days a week. And just literally after this trip, we didn't take our Apple watches. We did not bring our running shoes. Like we went hiking a few of the days. Mm -hmm. I came back and was like, I'm not ever working out seven days a week ever again. I don't care. And I was like, I'm not doing it. It (laughs) takes up so much of my mental space and capacity that I realized with seven days without it, that I'm happier, that I feel better. I like do every other day and I'm fucking fine with it. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I have had so much trouble, like my whole life, eating disorders in college, body image stuff. And then I'm like, why would you pick this job? <laughs> what are you nuts? Like, yes, confirm. Exactly. And so I've had a lot of trouble it, it really trying to make sense and peace with the two. Well, I don't like my body on this day, but I have to be on a seven foot screen in our newsroom. That's not triggering. Right. <laughs> like totally. Yeah. So I'm a therapist, which is great. She really Love has that. helped helped me reconcile those thoughts and figure out what's real and what's not. You know, there's just yeah. some days you feel like crap. And it it sucks because I cannot throw in sweats and pull up to a cubicle. Right. No, no matter how I feel, I still have to be on there. And you know your brain starts to magnify things and you're like, oh my God. Like my legs are huge, my arms are huge, my waist isn't small enough. And you're just like starting to dissect yourself. So one thing that I've learned has helped me is being totally, completely an advocate and ally for body positivity because it helps me when I get into a rut to like deep dive on like eating disorder specialists and Mm -hmm. body positivity Instagrams to like remind myself. It's more than that. It's the entire package. It is the way you say the news is what people connect with. Honestly, they yeah, can care it's personality. <laughs> what you look like. Mm-hmm. Like Oprah is a millionaire and has always struggled in and out with her weight, but nobody cared because she delivered her message, had to talk to her that was so about humans and yeah. how she delivered things that you're like, I don't, I right. really don't care if you're on Weight Watchers or not. Go ahead. Exactly. Have, have a ball. And the people um, that do care and do like publicly say things yeah. are assholes and like we don't care about their opinions. <laughs> that is that is a tough one that you bring that up because there are so many people who write in nasty stuff and have the time one, yeah. to say them to you and then they they will Ugh. write to a, a viewer email thing so like everyone can read it. Ugh. And it's just nasty, mean things. I can and they only keep imagine. It, they keep it from us getting directly to our personal emails but it goes to like this database and it's just like, you can scroll through and see probably every mean thing about any person who's ever worked here. Yeah. Well, that's it's the thing. Just, People don't write in to be like, oh, loved that show. That was so great. It's yeah. like the yeah. trolls. It's the it same is. thing that people like troll celebrity or like influencer comments in DMs, like ripping them to shreds, you know? Yeah. And it's also it's not, a projection. it's not exclusive to just one person. Everybody mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. your favorite your favorite weatherman, your favorite, like, oh, he's the nicest guy. It doesn't matter. Some, some idiot is writing about how they don't like things. Yeah. So that's why, like, I had used to have a coworker who used to read them back in LA and to get so serious. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, dude, you know that, like, that's happening every day. And, like, is that who's signing your paycheck? So who cares? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, last time I checked, you're still hired and you still have an, ex- like, a whole contract. That's not changing anything. Yeah. But, like, people have a really bad syndrome of like wanting to be liked. 
And yeah, I mean, that's, I get it. Yeah, that's something I've like, thank God, have like never been fully about. Like, there's gonna be people who don't like me. Mm. It's that's a good just, attitude to have. Because <laughs> if you take it too seriously, imagine you'd be crushed every day. Yeah, totally. If Life I just sent you mail about how much I hated you, <laughs> you'd be like, <laughs> okay, cool. Like, I don't, I can't care anymore. Right. I think Lizzo just did that too. She was like, hey, listen, yes. I don't have time, but you can keep writing, but I don't have time for this energy. And I yeah. respect that because it, if you do, can be exhausting. Yeah. There's no use in allowing it to soak up an ounce yeah. of your energy. And it's funny because my all. therapist was like, what part when you feel the best, like, can you remember? Like, what are the things? And I'm like, a good outfit. A good outfit actually separates me from my body. Yeah. It's, my body is just a place to hang the pretty clothes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and to me, when I'm in something that I love wearing or have like curated my clothes, which I do a lot, it makes me feel better. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I could be, I don't know, I could be 100 pounds or 400 pounds, but the outfit, the shoes, like it all right. still, it will still look good. So that's kind of something in my brain that I've been like, oh, you know what? If I love and have made this outfit, I will feel good no matter what. Yeah. And which is hard to do five days a week, but. Oh, <laughs> I can't even yeah. imagine after the last year yeah. and a half either. Yeah. I'm like. No, it's tough. Can't pick out an um, outfit to save my life. <laughs> yeah, no, every five days. It's, but that part is exhausting. Yeah, so you do all that yourself. They're not pulling. Yeah clothes yes, for you or anything. I do that. And if anyone out there wants to pull clothes for me, I would love you and worship yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we oh. do ourselves. In LA, we'd wow. have hair and makeup, which, oh, girl, hair and makeup in LA, I would come hungover and sit in the chair and just close my eyes and wake oh. up like a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> you have best. to do your own hair and makeup? Own hair and makeup, yeah. Yeah. Did Christina Gallardo, like, hook you up with, like, makeup tips to the max? Because she actually is like, you do a good job. I'm like, that's not the answer I want. I want, I do such a bad job, you'll do it for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. You're like, actually, like, you're going to work like... in another aspect at the uh, station. Yeah. You will also come here and do my makeup every day. <laughs> Just, like, purposely, like, writing eyeliner down my eye and on my lips. Does it go here? I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Help. <laughs> well, I am... <laughs> Thoroughly impressed, but I do really love all of those little tidbits because I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with, but just like showing up in their everyday lives, not also mm -hmm. showing up in the homes of so many people and on yeah. television. So I applaud you. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it is but, a lot. It is a lot. But that is a good attitude to have, like kind of separating yourself from it. And just, just being like, say, this is separation. the body that I'm in today and I have to go mm -hmm. to work. Yep. So I might as well put on a fire outfit that I'm going to feel good in, that I'm going to be at least a little bit comfortable in. It can't be sweats, but we're going to do our best. We're going to do it. You know, I immediately change into said sweats. I come in here in sweats and sneakers because I'm like, that's how I'm comfortable. And if I have to get oh, my yeah. dress for like four hours, whatever it is, five hours, and I'm like, okay. And I just advice to people out there it's worth buying the clothes. I know you, like I get that way too, where I'm like, can I get a deal? But I'm like, if I feel as good as I feel in this, it's so yeah. important that I can rewear it and remember, like I feel a, we have a stylist that comes in on every Friday and she did a closet cleaning thing. And she was like, the way you do your closet, you pick your fire outfit that makes you feel great. And then everything else you compare to that. And if it doesn't make you feel 
even 10% of that you throw it out. Love that. And me too. Oh and I was man, like, I got to do that. That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, man, I have so much stuff that's meh, mediocre that I'm like, why is it in my closet if it doesn't right. make me feel good? That I literally, every time I will like, you know, go buy that piece of clothing, just, I have that same reaction. I'm yes. like, meh. <laughs> and you just pass you're like i'll never wear that you're like why is it hanging in your closet yeah, i'll never wear it but i have to keep it just in case <laughs> just in case i don't know in case i'm on a cruise in tahiti i have so many like, weird vacation clothes and i'm like yes i can't have to get rid of these <laughs> um well speaking of vacation let's talk about travel a little bit because you love to travel i do um I do. and it's, it's a bug once you get it it's hard to not uh, have that travel. I'm going to Puerto Rico in two weeks, uh, simply because my passport has not come. So I couldn't go out of the country oh. and I had to renew it. So I was like, that's the next best thing to yeah. get on some sort of Island. Seriously. Um, yeah. Where in Puerto so Rico I, are you going? Uh, we actually our Airbnb. Gosh, I don't even know. I know it's not, I've done San Juan already before and mm-hmm. old San Juan. So I was like, Hey, let's just go to the other side. There's Islands off the coast of Puerto Rico that yeah. we're gonna like hop around on, I think. So fun. Um, yeah. So, and I obviously got back from California, and that was like an interesting trip because obviously I'm from California, but I was showing my boyfriend like the coast, and we drove up PCH from oh, Los amazing. Angeles to San Francisco. And there's just something I, I've been to a lot of places, but like there's something magical about like Big Sur if anyone hasn't yeah. gone. It's an incredible sight to see that the, the earth can just look like that. Um, so it was a really, it was a cool trip. It's also cool to like show other people stuff that you've already seen. Yeah, that you, totally. But that still kind of gives you, I'm one of those people, like I love showing other people around because I'm like, it gives me that same feeling of gratification and like exploring. And there were some things we did that I hadn't seen even growing up in California. Yeah. So it was That's really always nice. fun. It's fun to show people where you came from too yeah, it's like yeah. kind of learning a little bit more about what made you you I will say one thing that I did we went to Hawaii during COVID and you had to get like you had to jump through a lot of hoops to make it happen and I'm a kid from LA that like going to Hawaii was a fire or a flight so this is like a two-day excursion because yeah. like apparently you have to cross the entire U.S. yeah so it's, it's a lot we ended up going finding this like I my advice to like people who are traveling like I do we we're going to Maui, which could have been like a really touristy thing, but there's like an up country in Maui that has like some random Airbnbs. And like, they had this bed and breakfast. that was only six bungalows. You're not next to the ocean. You're very high, like on a mountain. You can see the water in the distance. Yeah. And it was like this small little remote town. And then you could drive in if you wanted to like see everything else, but it was one of the best experiences I've ever had because you were waking up like in the rainforest secluded oh my from God, everybody else. I love that. That's so yeah. cool. And the people who like made it the who like made the Airbnb were like this couple from Denver who were like, we just left oh. it up here and decided to buy the property. And you're like, dude, dream life. They had just had a baby, dream some toddlers running around. Life. <laughs> I've dream recently life. gotten somehow pulled into the the rabbit hole or the side of TikTok that is all Airbnb owner TikToks Mm. and like these people in their like late twenties, early thirties that end up like quitting their jobs and just own multiple Airbnbs and are like raking it in and living in like really cool places like that. Yep. Yep. My uh, younger brother, he has gone rogue and he is, 
he's an ex NFL player and now he's traveling. So like every day he'll text me and I'm like, where are you? And today he's in Turkey. <laughs> and oh I'm like, God. what are you doing in Istanbul? And he's like, oh, I just like come and visit it. And then I'm going back to Paris. I'm like, I don't know what your life is, but I'm jealous. Seriously. My jealous. boyfriend's older brother has lived in Germany for the last like eight years. He's an architect over there. Yeah. And um, his life, it's the same thing. Like, I'll be talking to their mom and she's like, oh yeah, him and his friend uh, just had to go to Spain for a few days to like check yep. on his his parents' house. It's like this freaking gorgeous house in yeah. Spain. He's like, ah, oh, and then, you know, they decided to bob over here. I'm like, what am yep. I doing over here in New England? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if America is where it's at because like I see him jumping around and I'm like, okay, I've been to a few places, but nothing in the freedom of like, let's just go here. Let's just right. go to Italy. You want to go to Lake Como? Cool. Yeah. So yeah. I, I admire that taking it. He's 30. So I'm like, I admire him doing that now. Yeah. And getting Soak it all it in the system. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, okay. Switching gears just a little bit, just looking at the time. So I feel bad. I just like literally keep talking about her, but so Christina <laughs> did the dynamic beauty of Brown Yes. I guess like project campaign, whatever you want to call it. Again, um, does nothing half-ass. I think you've seen that. Yeah. Full ass <laughs> the whole time. Yes. Um, and it was such a gorgeous moving uh, project. So I definitely, for the listeners, Google it, look it up. But I would love to talk to you about your experience doing that, kind of describing like what it meant to you. Um, yeah. So she had asked me to do that. And I thought it was such a great idea. I will tell you the first thing that a lot of my friends said when I was moving here, they're like, do you like moving to new England? They're like, you know, it's not like LA. What do you mean by that? They're like, Oh, there's not a lot of brown people and it can be a, a racist place. And that's the, yeah. that is the reputation it has to a lot of people. And, and a lot of people is known for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And and I have to say, like, that kind of got countered by the friends that I've met here that are absolutely not like that at all. And luckily, I haven't had any truly bad experiences. Yeah. So, You're like, good her, yeah, and her doing that was like, oh, this is the opposite. Like, this mm -hmm. is what I wanted. And the inclusion, one, of just being part of a girl group that was women of color was... Yeah empowering in itself we didn't have to do a photo shoot but it's christina right. so we had to <laughs> yeah You're like, but i'll do a photo um, shoot <laughs> yeah so it was nice because one of the things that i pride myself on is like like i said sh sharing that story of being a little girl watching the sidelines they were blonde haired blue eyes let's get mm -hmm. right they were all the aaron andrews of the world not anybody else there was no michelle tafoyas out there just yet and so i was like always seeing that as a young six or seven year old and so for me i always want to like think about people who are watching at home or just regular people and people of color, little girls of color that can see themselves and be like, oh, yeah. normal average people can do this job. Yeah. Like this is and, a job for me too. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a beauty queen to do this. You know, it's storytelling and it just happens to be on television. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's important. Like to see someone who I consider myself very average and normal doing something that as a kid, I was like, oh my God, like, wow. And it's, it has its wow factor sometimes, but for the most part, it makes me feel good that kids can see themselves. Other women at home are like, oh, girl, same. Yeah. Like that to me is important. Yeah. So when she decided to do that and show every other 
person in industries that you wouldn't think of. I mean, we had someone from nursing to stylist to like all of these jobs that women of color can do and do very, very well. Mm -hmm. It was a cool thing. And it happened within the first year I was here. So that kind of eased my fears because there's so much anxiety about moving here because of those things. Like those were the only kind of reviews I got and was like, okay, I'm on watch. Like I'll, I'll be okay. And now I, my kind of eased, um, my fears pretty much about moving to a new place sources unknown. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad that your experience has been so well. Like I feel like, and I almost don't even really want to give my, my opinion on it because obviously (laughs) I'm not the one experiencing any of it, but I feel like it's like, yeah, you find these really good circles. I don't, I think in some industries and places, it's a lot more prevalent than others for sure. And it's definitely like systemic within. I mean, I think that's what I noticed the most. You know what I mean? They're, they're very low key and uh, sort of hidden parts that do have it. And the way people act and you're like, why are you acting with that? And you're like, oh no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So, but that's just also growing up brown. You realize that there are microaggressions everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, I think that's kind of what I meant is like, yeah, I don't think in many of the areas of us and it's super like overt and like in your face yeah. and like angry. It's yeah, the micro and yeah. also, you know, I, I feel like I. <laughs> I'm also in similar circles as you. So like, it's not in my face either. So yeah, it's almost hard. It was just nice to, to know that there was this community because I was, I was scared, you know, like I just, I would go home a lot too and like hang out with my friends because I'm like, it is not, and I hope this will change. Yeah. It is not easy to make friends in this city. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but like, it's sort of, it's tough. It is hard. Like that was one of the things I learned, but then, you know, you find Christina who's like the queen of communications and has linked up with the entire, (laughs) has everyone on speed dial. So I was like, Oh great. I, I met the right friend first to then introduce me to she's the mayor. (laughs) Yeah. She introduced me to the girl that I'm going to Puerto Rico with. So, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was going to ask you about that because I think that's also a really scary thing, especially in like, your late twenties, early thirties, moving to a new city by yourself. Like it's scary to make friends that are like, like like-minded in your age, unless, you know, you work in very specific industries that you're like surrounded with people your age and you've done it a handful of times. So I don't know if you have any advice on that at all for Listeners. I, that's a that's a tough one because I don't even know if I've done it right but it <laughs> it is kind of accepting every invitation and then you start weaning out like because I remember I yeah. out with a group of girls for like once and I was like that's not for me yeah, and then I just people. yeah and then I was like okay well they just won't invite me again hopefully and then like <laughs> Christina asked me to do this thing and I was like god I really didn't want to because I was like I just want a hermit and then I was like if I don't say yes to things yeah I will not have friends and that will be very boring yeah and putting yourself so I, out of your comfort zone a little bit. So I, so I said yes to the first thing she was doing. And I was like, of course, I'm like logging into Zoom being like, I regret this. And then <laughs> as soon as everyone started talking, I was like, oh my God, I have friends. This is awesome. So it's just, it's a matter of saying yes. I mean, you lean into the things that you don't think you're good at. You lean into the things that make you uncomfortable because that's probably what you should be doing. Yeah. S- sucks to hear. 
but I love that mic drop mic (laughs) drop all right let's we're gonna leave it at that and we're gonna just jump right into our rapid fire and wrap it up okay that's exciting I like this all right so a non-negotiable in your day uh food yeah well (laughs) Uh, well uh, in eating disorder days that was definitely negotiable that yeah. was like the la- that was the last thing on the list so i that's feel actually gro- such a good point yeah growth that food yes. is a priority growth <laughs> food is a priority yeah love that um what's one of your favorite foods um i'm a vegan vegetarian sometimes i will dabble in cheese when love it's been it. too long but um got him I just like developed this amazing breakfast sandwich that is just egg. I don't know if you guys have tried just egg, but it is a vegan egg. It's like made of like monk fruit. I don't yeah. care. Oh, Tastes like egg. Okay. And so I do like a vegan breakfast sausage, the egg and some vegan cheese and put it on an English muffin. And I, I pound that thing in like one bite every day. Oh my God. I <laughs> want that. Cause that was one of cheese and like eggs really yeah are eggs one of my tough- biggest like I can't egg. let them go <laughs> I think for me like the, the progression was over probably six six months where I was like leaning out I started out vegetarian then I was like well I still want to eat some fish and like I finally started weaning out everything when I found the substitutes eggs was the last thing to go until I found this yeah because it was tough for me I'm like it well is. they lay them naturally I know <laughs> it's okay it's fine <laughs> where do you get the just egg thing you can get out like Wegmans Whole Foods. It's, oh. it's like in its tube, but you just shake it up. Just kind of like, you know, those instant egg whites. It's like yeah, the same yeah. thing. It's like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Looking it up. Looking so it up. Good. You won't um, be disappointed. This is straying from the rapid fire, but I have a question. What time do you wake up every day? Do you have to be there super early? Uh, I wake up at six. So now it's, I mean, okay. That's not yeah. Super it's early. no longer like the 3 30. No, no, no. AM no, that days. is. I'll tell you that is like life altering because yeah, you don't we're know time to go to bed like 5 p.m. Yeah. You have to sleep in shifts. I'd sleep at noon when I got home, wake up, work out, eat, and then go to bed again at like 7 30. Rough. Yeah. No, it was. And then you like you get out of that shift after three whole years. So you're like institutionalized in that. Oh, day. yeah. Your body's like, what? <laughs> it took me a while. Like I got back from Ohio and I was like, I remember being in LA at a grocery store and having a panic attack because I was like, there's so many people. Because when I was doing anything, it was one in the afternoon. So yeah. nobody was out. And I was like, like, oh my God, oh my God. It was, it was, took some adjusting. Like it literally took about a month. Oh, I bet. Yeah. For me to get back on a normal schedule. That is so interesting. Um, yeah. My dad gets up at like four in the morning every day to work out before he goes to work. So he like <sighs> is asleep by 8 p.m. every single night. And like anytime I see him over the weekend or whatever, He's like falling asleep in his chair at like eight fifteen. He's like, "Oh, it's so late. It's past my bedtime." I'm like, "Oh my god, your dad yeah. is the people that I would be driving to work, being like, why do we do this show at four thirty? Like, nobody's up. This is so stupid.'" I'm like, "Here you are, telling me like your dad is up at four thirty. Well, like, yep. he's a psycho. Like, why, you don't have to do that every day." Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he also was in the Navy for twenty five years, so it's like oh. one of those things ingrained oh, yeah. in him. Also, he is a regimented human. Oh, yes. Um, all right. One thing that always improves your mood. Uh, always improves my mood. Good music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's like a favorite right now? Um, that's a good question. I'm like, a, and Christina hates this, but 
I'm like a, a sneaky undercover country fan sometimes. Okay. In the summertime. So, uh, it just feels so, good. Like, there are just, uh, you can't, thank you. There are just some things about country music that are just like, they make you smile. And yeah. I'm like, it's just simple, mindless, but like good beats, yes. especially like now that it's basically just pop with guitars. Yeah. <laughs> Nelly's on some country <laughs> exactly. songs now. Nothing makes sense anymore. Oh, yeah. My windows will be up, but it's fine. I'll have headphones in. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to advertise it. it but yeah, right. It no one me, can make, know. Makes me jolly. I like it. That is funny. Um, favorite form of movement? Uh, favorite form of movement? Probably running. Okay. Mm, boxing might be up there too. Yeah, I love boxing. Yeah. I like high intensity like. stuff if I'm going to do it. Yeah, you got to work yourself up to it, so you might as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really I think actually, you know what? Boxing would probably be first. Running, yeah. sometimes I cry. Yeah, boxing <laughs> is good, like aggression outlet. Yeah. Get it yeah. out. Um, what do you see next for yourself, career-wise, living-wise, whatever? Um, what I see in my future future is being able to go back home to be with my family since I'm mm -hmm. the only one abroad, as they say, I'm the only one out Aww. of the loop in LA. Um, and, and being able to like, honestly, financially and like, as the way things are going is buy a house and have those things mm -hmm. settled. Like I know in my mind vision board of like what neighborhood I want to live in, like how close I want to be from my siblings and yeah. all of those things. So like, I treat every day here as like a learning experience and a means to an end of like that final goal. But as we know, the last time I thought I had my final goal, I moved again. Right. <laughs> so you can't really plan anything. No, that's so true. You can plan and you can have those visions, but at the same time, sometimes life just yeah. takes yeah. the other places. Yeah. Hopefully I am um, doing some network television by that point. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be the goal. Manifest it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Something you'd like to tell a younger version of yourself. Eat it. Yeah. Just eat it. <laughs> I feel that so hard. I would also like to tell Just the younger it. version like, of myself that. Don't worry about so it. So many things I missed out by having an eating disorder that I just like go back to college and have a pizza without like freaking out. Just eat it, dude. It doesn't matter. Just eat yeah. it. Yeah. Life is too freaking short. Yeah. Just, and wear the shorts. No yeah. one cares. Wear the shorts, eat Be the pizza. Put the tank top on. Like, God, I, wait. I get frustrated with my younger self. She's gone now, but I just get frustrated I know. with her. I do the same thing. I'm like <laughs> studying uh, intuitive eating right now. To, oh, I love that. My it's great. It's like, so good. So informative, but it definitely like brings back so much stuff just because you're reflecting yeah. back on the your relationship with food and how yeah. it's changed. And I'm just like, my Especially that original book was like mind blowing. I was like, you mean my body will just tell me to stop? Yes. <laughs> what? You mean it has nothing to do with my brain? This is whack. <laughs> so real. That is a good book to, to first start out. That is amazing. It's an amazing concept that like should be taught to children. Yeah. And to like every parent out there. Yes. 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 100. So you stop 100%. passing down your shit. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Like that is one thing. I remember I was on vacation. We went to Chicago a couple of weeks ago, like at a, to a lake house. And our, my boyfriend's like niece was there and she was like sneaking chips. And I was like, take a bowl, eat them in front of everyone. Like, yes. don't, don't hide yes. them. There's nothing to be ashamed of. He's like, what are you doing? So I was like, sorry, I got a little carried away. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> nothing. I'm not emotionally connected to this at all. 
like talking to little Natalie. It's like, her name is Aubrey. I'm like, oh, that too. You're like, yeah, totally. That's what I said. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you eat them and you eat them in front of everyone. I was like, so adamant about She's it. like, mom, I'm scared. But yeah, that, that new lady's weird. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last one. I'm almost always fill in the blank. Um. Gosh, can this be good or bad? Like it, just, it doesn't matter. Okay. Whatever. I'm almost always tired, I want to say. <laughs> um gosh, that's a tough one. This is the least rapid of the fire. The least rapid <laughs> of the fire. You know what? I will say I'm always almost always thinking of like what's next for me. Like yeah. I'm always in like prep mode for something else and yeah. like sometimes that can be a bad thing because I don't have two feet on the ground I'm For always sure. like above trying to run above the sidewalk yeah. so I think it's good in the sense of like I'm always planning moves and steps in my careers and relationships and all that stuff but like I could I'm due to like keep my feet on the ground my head's in the clouds a lot yeah I totally get that but yeah I find myself I'm like we can enjoy this moment that's a concept too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Enjoy I think where actually, we're at right now. That vacation that I just took really slowed me down. I didn't take my phone. Like I didn't take my Apple watch. I didn't like my phone was in the car. We were using a professional camera. So I had like no need for it. And I get back at the end of the day and then check texts and stuff. And I was like, damn, I should do this at home. I know. Like, I really catch myself like just wasting yeah. so much time on the on phone. My phone. On the- on the Instagrams and the TikToks. Yeah. Like why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I should <laughs> I feel like if I do, do you feel like it's like if you delete them, then like the crutch is gone or like you won't you'll know what people are up to. They'll tell you. Like yeah, you don't the really people that it. matter, like you still will be connected. Yeah. I love when people do like a, a like a no phone challenge. I'm always in because I'm like, yeah. yes, that gives yeah, gives me give an me excuse. an excuse to stop. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um <laughs> All right. So tell me about either a book or a podcast, movie, whatever that stuck with you or that you're you found. Well, that intuitive that intuitive eating book is life changing. I recommend it. Whether you think you have a problem with food or don't have a problem with food, it is eye opening on your how your relationship started with food in the first place, with chronic dieting, all of those things. Totally. Um I am a (laughs) big um like murder and true crime podcast freak Same, and I've been like it. that since I was a kid like my mom like normal people would get like caught watching like MTV yeah I would get in trouble on Friday nights for watching 2020 because I was like I think that was probably like a precursor to what I do for a living but I would be like under the blankets like watching like which ex-wife killed the, the father like I mean yes. I was super into it so I have a laundry list of podcasts that I listen to to the point where like I've had to stop because my boyfriend's like it's getting dark (laughs) oh yeah my boyfriend's like should I be scared it's getting dark Uh, like should I not be scared (laughs) I've asked like a lot of questions like so like you murder like so say there's a murder and he's like I this is getting out of hand so I will even listen to Dateline like on a podcast on the way to work it's it's and it's seven in the morning yeah I mean I get it one time I was going for a run. I was training for, I don't know, something. And I was running like early, early in the morning before I had to 
go to work or teach or whatever. And I'm like out on Castle Island where the streetlights aren't even like, there's no lights out in like the middle of it. So yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. No, that's insta death. What were you doing? Stupid. While I'm listening <laughs> to a murder. So I'm like in the dark and they're like, and then no. they found the bodies. And I'm like, nope, nope. Okay, they, time to change it to something happy and run a yeah. little faster. Get out of here. They say it's like a mental thing, which is like a like a need for it, like an addiction. Like you yeah. need to listen to it if you're if you're that way, which I thought was so weird. That's but, so funny. Yeah, um, I mean, I would say like in the book in the book realm, that one was that intuitive eating book is a really good thing. Like I said, for people with for everyone, yeah, yeah. For everyone. It's, it's a truly simple yet mind-blowing concept. It is. It is. And just gives you so many good tools on how to like figure out yeah. your relationship with food, your relationship with listening to your body, how to deal with family members commenting on your body or commenting on what you're eating, all of it. Not wild. Like you think of the things, was, how we used to act around people's body and women in general. And now you like, that was wild. Insane. That's crazy and like, like what yeah that it was just like normal for normal. people to put their like seven-year-old daughters in like weight watchers yep yep yeah Insane. that's not me i but like i know a lot of people like a lot of friends or whatever whose parents did do that at a really young age and like yeah yeah huh yeah it was it was bad like, like don't come for sue sue did not do that <laughs> especially in la that was a big thing. Oh, like, I can only imagine. Oh my God. Yeah, the, get into the that. standards of beauty are a bit different. Totally. Oh my gosh. Um, well, we might have to have you on. We can talk about that. <laughs> oh, I can day. go, I can go <laughs> in depth on the body and the eating things. I feel like that's now we I was ta again talking to my therapist. That should be yeah. the name of a podcast. I was talking to my therapist. Yes. <laughs> and she was just like, you, I feel better when I share those things because like you said, if I could tell my younger self that these things didn't matter, I, I wish I had the information that teen girls now have with like the positive ends of Instagram yeah. instead of like the endless comparative scrolling, but there is totally. good content out there. Yeah. You just have to follow the right people and like keep your yeah. net, your feed. Right. In a way I that's going to I wish I had a daughter. you. I could just curate her Instagram to like, yeah, right? <laughs> why is it just all Lizzo? <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's great. That's all anyone needs. Honestly, that's all anyone needs. I can't believe people went hard on her. That hurt my feelings. I know. Like how, how dare you? The audacity. And this is like the most positive light on the, on the social medias. Like, give me a break. You have Literally. to be a real, you have to be a real a-hole to like go after that. Well, I'm sure they all, I'm there. sure they all were real a-holes. Plenty, no lack of that out there. No. Um, well, hype yourself up. Where can everyone find you? So on Instagram, it's at Nat Liz TV. Like I said, mm -hmm. I do a lot of our stuff from the show as well as a lot of, uh, body positive and, uh, all that kind of stuff. Also, I put yeah. some of my, some of my meals when it comes to the plant-based, cause I know it was hard for me to find, uh, recipes and things that taste like normal food. Yeah, so totally. That took a lot of curating. Um, every single day on NECN, I'm on from 12 to 4. And then before that, I'm on NBCLX from 11 to 12. And then I'm on NBCLX for the rest of the day. I think West Coast 330, East Coast, I think that thing airs like three times. I don't <laughs> even know when. But you turn it on, I'll probably be on. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure chatting. Thank you. This is fun. 
so fun. I'll have to do it again. We'll get the whole whole girl gang on and we can <laughs> we can really dig into Good it. Good luck getting a word in there. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.